Hello and welcome to Hey Art, What's Good? We are a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to check out what's good with art. My name is Alice. My name's Rosie. My name's Ellie. And we have a guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Harriet. Uh, I'm an English teacher in China, but currently in lockdown in the UK with everyone else. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Stuck with us now. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, something we like to do on the podcast, Harriet, is uh, to kind of check in and see what's good with each of us. Like something good that's happened recently, which has been kind of okay. tough in lockdown, but it's been a good time for binge watching entertainment. So one like th- something I've found really good recently is this series called Dimension Twenty on YouTube. It's like a D and D podcast series thing, but like got like proper like sets and like props and stuff and it's just great and i've just binge watched the whole first season of that which is something ridiculous like 20 hours so oh that's my been god good with me <laughs> this week <laughs> that's amazing well done some Alice. hardcore quarantine entertainment there yeah yeah only long form stuff yeah it takes so long to watch it all <laughs> what about you guys Ooh, i wonder what ellie's been up to what have i been up to um well I've learned that Jim Carrey's a psychopath and likes to try and pretend to manifest everything, which is a bit weird. So maybe I'm a bit Wait. culty. <laughs> what? However... Take a step back. You can't just drop bombs <laughs> like that and then move on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim Carrey. You definitely don't listen to this podcast, but... You I don't just, know that. I just want to seek to understand you one day. However, does anyone know what's going on? <laughs> no, I, I'm getting around to it. So basically, I've wanted an ice cream for a very long time from an ice cream van. <laughs> and I was finally able to get my ice cream today. Because I like manifested it and it came to me. Like Jim Carrey does. <laughs> that's the, that's okay, the main point. There's that's the, the link. Point. Okay, there's the link. Crying. <laughs> it was oh, long-winded oh my god there's so many layers to that i just i got an ice cream that's the short story <laughs> thanks for that ellie how are you doing harriet what's good with you <laughs> you can't beat that i don't know how to follow that to be honest. i also got an ice cream today. <laughs> did you manifest it that's pretty good damn good what ice creams did you get um i got a twister and i got oh, hell yeah. I, I don't know that snickers do an ice cream version like the chocolate oh bun ice cream mm. version and i mean i think it's better than a normal snickers to be honest <gasps> Maybe Ooh, a bold statement. Oh, that's controversial. I it, so get it. Um, and what else have I, I mean, been I'll be on the lookout. You should, Ellie. You love a Snickers. <laughs> I do. And if you think it's better than an, an actual Snickers, I'm very sceptical. I think Harry. it really is. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been watching this TV show, Race Against Race Around the World. Uh, it's the second Ooh. season. And they're, so it's like these um british couples there's five of them so some of them are like friends or brother and sister things like that and they've been racing down south america um yeah. and they have like the price of an airfare ticket but they have to they can only travel by land or sea so trains boats buses and they're racing all the way down and i watched that whole season and now i've gone back to rewatch season one which is from London to Singapore, and they've just got to China, actually, funnily enough. Hey, and Kazakhstan, and I've literally just crossed the border. So I'm eagerly anticipating watching the next episode after this. <laughs> oh, nice. That sounds sick. Yeah, that does sound really exciting. And it's yeah, like, it's it's like travel really from your armchair as well. To travel through them whilst sitting at home. So. 100%. Hey. Aww. <laughs> Lovely. What about you, Rosie? What's good with you? Ooh, well, this morning I got up nice and early and I did some gardening. And it's the little Aww. things, isn't it? So it was just being yeah. in the sunshine and no one else was up yet. So just hanging out in my garden, making sure my beans are growing up and not down. That's always good. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Could you hear like birds oh, and stuff? Yeah, it's so cute and there's so many bees. Oh, that's, oh, yes. that's really good to see. That's really good to hear. <laughs> That was one of my key goals. And I was like, I want a garden and I want loads of things for bees. 
I've achieved oh, it. Like, don't worry. Sorted. <laughs> done and Got done. It. Manifested it, maybe, could you say? <laughs> Manifested it. Should I also hate? What? What? You hate? <laughs> Where did the hate bit come from? So it was just... So Jim Carrey likes to try and manifest things. And like he likes to hold it over the head of everyone. Oh. So that's where well, it comes never- from. <laughs> I love that you feel personally attacked by him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just maybe it's that's the arrogance. It's the arrogance of being like people manifest the things that happen to them. It's like yeah, I don't like that concept. That Jim Carrey thinks, and yet it worked. So where <laughs> does that <laughs> leave you? <laughs> I don't know. It leaves me in a very confused grey area about manifesting things. Do you know what many people <laughs> find confusing with many grey areas? What art. Oh, perfect. There's the segue that we know and love. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta bring it back. (laughs) Battle for the segue. Yep. (laughs) I'm challenging Alice. She is the normally, for Harriet, who isn't normally here, normally Alice is the segue queen, but I'm here to challenge that. I've got to keep her on her toes. Oh, you do. That's true. (laughs) Keep keep me on my toes, on me segue. (laughs) That's risky. It is. Well, right that's why you're the queen, you know. That's true. Life <laughs> on the edge, baby. Um, but no, we've got uh, Harriet here today to tell, well, for Harriet and Ellie to have a bit of a, a chat about um, Chongqing and what's that, what that was like, but also specifically about photography, because Harriet is a photographer. And I'm just very excited to hear about that, because I also take photos, so I'm always excited to talk to someone else who also does that. <laughs> <laughs> so what drew you to photography? Like, how did that all start? Um, so I did, I studied photography at uni, um, but I come from like a family of photographers. So my granddad is a photographer and my dad is, and then I became a photographer. Um, and I use like some of my granddad's cameras and things like that. So it like brings it all back. It's really nice. Um, but so when I was at uni, I was writing my dissertation and then I came across these photographers, Edward Batinsky, um, Nadav Kanda, and Yang Wang Preston. And they all photographed Chongqing. Um, mm. And I was like looking at the different ways that they approached it, like their own photographic styles. Um, and Yan was actually doing her PhD at my university at the time. Um, oh. So she was doing her project on Chongqing, studying at my university, and I was writing about her. So it's kind of weird, oh, but I yeah, never got weird. to meet her. So how often does that happen? I know, crazy. <laughs> but I never got to meet her because she was um, away in China photographing. Um, so I never actually got to meet her. But then, like, doing research and stuff, I actually managed to speak to Edward Batinsky. So I went to Photo London, and I went to one of his talks because he photographed the Three Gorges Dam being built. Um and I, Ooh. so like the biggest dam in the world in Chongqing. And I went to, and I like just walked up to the front and just spoke to him, got some quotes from my dissertation, which I was very <laughs> proud of, proud of myself. I was like, wow, nice. you are yeah. like one of my all time favorite photographers, like world renowned photographer. And I'm actually speaking to you. Like, it's really cool. Like, so then, to just do yeah, don't talk to him. I was like, I need to go and see Chongqing for myself. Like I've seen these these three people photographing it in such different ways and it looks amazing. I need to see it. So I just found a way of getting there and that was to teach English. Um, and that got me to China and now I just love it there. And Chongqing has not disappointed like at all seeing it. So yeah. Would you still be there if there wasn't a quarantine, do you think? Yeah, I'm going back after. Yeah, like, I'm good. just waiting to be able to get back into the country, to be honest. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on coming <laughs> back to the UK. I was on holiday in the Philippines. Um, and then the Philippines president stopped flights going back into China. Because, oh, of, no. oh, wow. because of coronavirus. So then I had to fly home instead and then China shut their borders and so I'm stuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally just waiting to get back in. But I'm like, I'm there again next year. So I've signed another year with my uh, school over there. I'm just waiting to get back, to be honest. It's just a waiting game. Yeah, just waiting. 
So have you um, started to develop like a project over there, like inspired by uh, these photographers? Well, that's the thing. Like I thought I'd be over there doing a project straight away, like photography. That's all I want to do. And then I got there and I'm teaching and teaching it's hard work, you know, like I think people underestimate it. <laughs> it is 100% hard work. I'd rather you than me. Being in another country doing it when you can't speak to them, like it was a lot harder than I anticipated, like get be able being able to have your work and then being able to have your own life outside of like the work-life balance was quite hard, I think, in the first year, especially with the language barrier. Um, so I, I did as well, really- like, sorry, just the like the travel distances it's like it's a mega city and when you use the term mega city like it takes hours to just get to the center it takes like 45 minutes <laughs> to just get to the center and there's like nothing that it's like things are spread out everywhere so it's like it takes so long to get anywhere yeah and i found it's really hard to find like the interesting like oh i think it's all interesting in different ways but to find some places like if you hear about it it's really hard to actually navigate your way there like it's so difficult to get there not being able to speak to people or not being able to read it it's it's actually really difficult and everything just takes a lot longer than anticipated mm-hmm. like because yeah, like the concept of a mega city as well like i feel as though like in the uk if that's the only place you if you know if you've not been to china i don't think you've got any real concept of just how big a city can be yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah london's huge like ooh, ooh, does you wait I can't yeah, find it. that is what it's like it's i like to like of... yeah sorry no you can't go on. Go on. <laughs> like sorry i had a rant about jim carrey and now i'm just like out <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there ellie don't worry uh, well-trodden path like just i like to imagine it as like a lot of the cities you see in the UK, it's like a 2D city. So like you have like the shops and then you have the street. But then like in China, you have shops stacked on top of each other. It's a 3D city. Like there's tower blocks everywhere. And that's You've told me that about how like there'll be like a skyscraper. And obviously this isn't exclusive to like Asia even, but like, or it's just big cities. But I love the idea of like, you have a skyscraper and in it, there's like apartments and a school and like a vet and some cafes and a shop and a hairdresser yeah. and it like and it's like but it's a skyscraper and we're used to like well there's a purpose-built skyscraper for this office yeah, yeah like, and then or maybe a shopping center but they're different and like i think that's that's what yeah, that's just such a better use of space man <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah like they really try and get everything everywhere like there's there's no shortage of anything anywhere but everywhere you look in Chongqing is a tower block. Like there's nothing else. Oh, okay. Like it's just ridiculous. Like you can't, you don't, you've never seen anything like it. Like, and so is it that kind of architectural element that kind of drew you to that? Oh, yeah. Is it like the scale of things? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I mainly photograph architecture, so that's like what I focus on. Like I shoot five four large format architecture. That's like mainly what I do. Um, and I shoot film. So trying to do that as well over there was is very difficult because people over there it's just digital, like instant. China everything is instant. Mm-hmm. So then wanting to do that, finding somewhere I can get film developed or like even just like scan a negative in or having people who know what that is is really difficult mm-hmm. because the older generations who would know what that is, they don't speak any English. Of yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I can't speak to them and it's just yes it was it was hard but we're getting there like i've started chinese lessons and getting there um oh awesome it's a slow slow progress chinese mm. is really hard like people say that <laughs> it is people say it's hard and you're like oh yeah yeah so it's all right no it's really really hard like <laughs> it's yeah oh not for the faint of heart no it just takes yeah. you never like truly learn it there's always more to learn yeah like so i had a chinese class earlier this morning and i was taught something and then i was like so but can't i use this in that way and she's like oh no this is another way of doing it or another way or oh but now we've moved on to this yeah. oh, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> like you think you've got the grasp of it and then no it just flips over and changes again 
And then when you think that like people tell jokes, people put like Chinese into sarcasm and like just uh, different ways of interpreting things, you're just like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Like there's this phrase that's like, if it's really busy, it's like, um, it literally translates as like people mountain people see. So run, shang, run. Oh, wow. And that just means it's really busy. Wow. <laughs> I like it though. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I think about that for English all the time though it's just so much nonsense yeah like and so much of like if we just spoke in like as young people who often use a lot of slang and pop culture references you can have like a full conversation with your friends and not say an actual sentence yes (laughs) that's so true so it's like that but in Chinese (laughs) that's like where you're trying to go yeah oh like yeah like slang that's another thing we had this like small boy in my school who would only speak in like poetical like weird speak but that in chinese (laughs) like if you can like imagine a villain like just saying stupid shit it was like that but in chinese so just no hope of understanding what the hell he's on about i love it yeah (laughs) so how did you two meet was it at the same school so we met in Beijing. We both, ah. um, we both went, got to teaching through the British Council, and then we did training in Beijing. Yes. And then we found that we were going to Chongqing together, and now we're in the same school. And then that was it. She was stuck with me. So. I remember, like, yeah, I remember the first thing, like, talking to Harriet, and she was like, "Oh my god, yeah, like Chongqing's such a beautiful city. Like, I'm really into it." I'm sorry, I'm like giving you a weird voice, Harriet. You're like right there, and like I'm giving you a weird Wait, voice. Wait, no, that's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you just you were so passionate about Chongqing and like about photographing it, so it was quite infectious that enthusiasm. I think, and like, you've always had that enthusiasm for it, which is kind of maybe yeah, really exciting why... to discover bits of the city with you. Yeah, and like when I when we met in Beijing, we first spoke and. And then I found out that you liked art and I liked art. I was like, wow, this is going to be so great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And like, I think, so we worked at the first school together for like the first year and then I moved away. <laughs> Sad times. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we managed to squeeze in a lot of art trips. I remember like we used to spend the breaks, like finding cool places to go. Yeah, definitely. And like going to other cities. Which was really good. Yeah, there was some really good ones. I've got like, Wei I want to talk so about great. it, definitely. That was the one, definitely. Yeah, I really like that. And that was like an unexpected one for me. Which I one? Think. So, Guiyang is basically like the next province next to Chongqing. So, it's about three hours away on a speedy train. Ooh. Okay. Those but trains are so great. Chongqing has changed. Yeah. They're so good. Chongqing <laughs> changed so quickly over 10 years. But Guiyang is just beginning to rapidly change like Chongqing. So you get to have the clash of old and new architecture together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I really liked about it um, was that it did have so much of like, it sounds really ridiculous when I say it now that I've been in China, but what you would expect China to be like having not been there, like very like kind of rural and like that. but well that's definitely what my like when my dad came out to visit me and he went to Chongqing he was like this is not what I expected like mega city but you just don't expect it to be as built up as it is even though you know it's China and China is like this great big powerhouse of a country but you just don't expect Mm -hmm. it and I think Guiyang really like took me back like it made me think of not the big cities and things like that and it was really refreshing Mm -hmm. to go from Chongqing and go and see that like the nice change Mm -hmm. so is Chongqing just completely not like that at all it's like everything's like new kind of purpose-built like modern sort of stuff um no there are definitely old parts to Chongqing because even though Chongqing's so big it's not like as international like Shanghai or Beijing Mm -hmm. so it Mm -hmm. does still have a lot of the old architecture but it's slowly like being demolished and new things being built but um Chongqing because it's not just a city it's it's massive like it's got the Wulong Cast Mountains and things like that it's a huge area so it has a lot of nature as well mm. um but like getting out to them is a bit difficult sometimes like we tried to go to Dazu to see the rock carvings and that took us a long time to get to 
even though it's not really far away. Um, but there are some old mm. things still there, which was really nice. I think for the Dazu mm. thing, like we had to take a train and then a bus, and the bu- oh. the train was gonna. The last train was at five p.m., so we had about half an hour, forty-five minutes to actually like yeah. walk around the park at the yeah, end. The bus, <laughs> yeah. the bus said it would take like two hours to get them, and that took five hours. And then we were like, oh my god, oh, we only god. had 30 minutes to see the rock carvings. Like, what? So we ran around. We just <laughs> ran around seeing them all. It was so funny. <laughs> that was just a blatant lie. Five hours. I know. It was mental. Oh it's god. like, oh, I'd rather it's such not. A sport. Yeah, exactly. Like, trying to do that on like a, a weekend, you're like, I've just wasted my weekend. I oh, just want to lie in bed. You know what I found out, Ellie? You can get one of the high speed trains just to Dazu and it takes like half an hour. No. Oh, oh my god, my god. I know. No I'm girls, so upset one of the other girls who started working in another department told me earlier this year and I was like what? wow thank you I literally crying. start crying <laughs> I mean I it was a bit now you live and you learn yeah you live and learn but like not speaking Chinese you just don't get to know these answers until yeah. like someone explicitly tells you in English yeah <laughs> Um, well, uh, before when you talk about your photos, you're saying um, you've got a four by five camera, and I- I've never shot one of those. They look really cool. Um, do you want to say a little bit about what that is? Because I- I've talked about some film cameras a bit on on the podcast. Because I also almost exclusively shoot film, oh, no. but never made the leap to four by five. So, what is that, and why is that good for architecture photography? Okay, so basically, um, so like with film, you start with like a thirty five millimeter. So that's like the film strips that people would tend to see. Um, And then it's just about the detail you get. So film is like on negatives. It's shot on negatives. And a five by four just means that instead of the size of the film being 35 millimeters, it's four inches by five inches. So the detail you get is a lot greater. And when you're shooting architecture, you want to see the detail of the building. so that is what makes it the ideal camera to use that or you go even bigger and you go eight by ten which has literally doubled it in size so it's literally like if you think of it in like digital terms it's like the amount of pixels you get it like just adds more and more and more pixels to make the most detail you can get so i like that that's a good comparison but when you so but when you shoot it it's a slower process because um you tend to you have to use a tripod because the camera is physically bigger um and it's when like you know you see people with like the cloths over their head and they yeah. put their tripod <laughs> oh, tiny. That's what you do. yeah that's what, that's what you do so, to block out the light and stuff um and it's just a longer slower process and i think i prefer doing it because it makes me consider the photograph more um that's what i like in about film in general like when you're shooting digitally, you just click, you see it, it's instant. Wow, that's a great shot. That's done. But when you're shooting film, I feel like the only way I can compare it is like if you're painting a picture, like I find that I'm creating the image more because I have to assess the scene and then I measure the light because you have to put it all in um, manually. So I measure the light, I use a light meter mm-hmm. and then I have to adjust the focus myself, adjust the aperture and everything so I am really making it and when you see the image through the camera it's upside down you're looking yeah. at the scene upside down so everything's in reverse but I think it makes me slow down and think should I really take this picture is this image worth it and it's a lot more expensive yeah. because the film is bigger so it's a lot, it's a lot yeah I was gonna expensive. say four by five yeah like for like what a 10 sheet pack of color film it's like 50 quid or something yeah. like that like yeah. so it's like if a, th- a 35 mil roll of film you get 36 images on is about like two pounds so two pounds for uh 36 images but one sheet of five by four color film is two pounds so that's one image for two pounds Ouch. Mm-hmm. so it's so- a lot like my uni bill was a lot like i spent a lot of money um <laughs> But I yeah. think it's definitely for things like architecture, like it's definitely worth it because you need that detail. Like an architect has spent mm-hmm. years designing this building 
like all of this different intricacies that they've put into it, their own personal style, like you want to show that. Like you, you want to show yeah. that artist off, like so you have to use the best equipment available. And five by four just and is showing them respect, much. really, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, four by five cameras as well. Uh, you've got the opportunity to adjust the front and back standards. So if you're yeah. looking up at a building and you take a photo, just looking up with like a normal camera, it's going to be skewed because like your phone's a flat surface looking up like that. But with a four by five camera, you can change like where like the sensor would be in a phone camera you can angle that back so through the camera the building looks like it's perfectly flat and facing you which is why people use it a lot for architecture stuff because then you don't have to do it in post it's already done (laughs) yeah you can correct all the verticals and everything and yeah i bought um so when i went before i went to Chongqing, i bought a um a new 5x4 camera an ultra lightweight one from a new kickstarter company called intrepid oh So it's like ultra lightweight because otherwise it's like a big lump of metal you're carrying around and that's heavy. Yeah. And Chongqing is hot as well. Chongqing is boiling in the summer. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of stairs. Furnace City or something. I'm really glad I'm not there. (laughs) No thanks. Oh yeah. It's hot. I'm sweating (laughs) and I don't want to be carrying around a big lump of metal to be honest. Um, (laughs) So this new one, it's it's just like MDF. and like the quality is so good and like it's a brand new company and honestly it was the best thing I bought to go and do it but I haven't used it just yet out there but I will mm. I will be using it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh amazing um so do you have a, a favorite photo or a favorite set of photos that you've taken over there you have a lot of good ones yeah. as well, just from oh, like an untrained really eye. Like, it's like asking you to choose your favourite child, but we like to do that here. <laughs> I have never, like, I focus on architecture. So, like, I don't really like taking portraits and, like, photographing people. Like, I just, people, I'm not saying people aren't interesting, but for me, photographically, <laughs> like, it just doesn't, it's never drawn me in. Like, it's never been something I've really wanted to look at. But actually, being in Chongqing, all there's so many babies, babies being carried in baskets around oh, everywhere. Honestly, that sounds adorable. I find like this sounds really, really bad. Like it sounds like <laughs> wrong saying it, but like all the children over there are so cute and like they're so curious because we're because I'm different because I'm a foreigner. So they'll just like look at you and stare, and I love taking their picture. I love photographing. That's like, really cute because I know exactly what you mean when a little like baby looks at you, especially if like you look different. Yeah. They're not looking at you out of any malice. They're literally just looking at you like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but she doesn't look like me. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like... it's really interesting and it's such a pure fascination. It's a really yeah. like childlike lovely thing that we all still have hopefully yeah. but, but I think, it's nice that I'm glad like that you can capture that yeah, and I think even like it's not even just the babies like I think like adults and things like that because there is a language barrier so it kind of puts you back it makes you feel like a child as well because you are communicating in the a way a child would like that it makes everyone more yeah. to look at like I can't just say oh hi can I take your picture and they can like tell me to fuck off or something like they don't, like, they don't know what I'm saying <laughs> so in real life you still could say can i take your picture and they could still say fuck off but neither one of you would know (laughs) so it wouldn't quite have the same effect (laughs) like i think and if you try and speak chinese to them like they'll laugh because obviously i'll be saying it wrong or like yeah (laughs) so it's like it's just really nice doing that and i think they find it interesting that you want to take a picture of them because normally they would want to take a picture of you as well so it's like we can both do this (laughs) Yeah, Aww. universal language. So I, I love it that you've expect to like it's changed my way of looking at photography. Like it's made me interested in more photography, not just buildings. Oh, so, cool. like really eye opening, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I always remember the one. I think we were waiting around to go back from the desert caves, and we took a long like a walk along the river, and there was like lots of people playing cards, like groups and groups of like men just playing cards and like betting with each other and i remember you like taking pictures of the guy the guys like 
doing cards and like a couple of them just like looking over their shoulder like quite curious uh, to what you were doing yeah yeah yeah, i remember that yeah i really like those ones i think that would be like so interesting to see how they turned out yeah yeah they were really nice i also really liked so we went to ensha which is a grand canyon um and where the grand canyon of china which no one knows about no one knows about it that was ellie's great like ellie took us there Ellie found those trains and was like, okay, this is where we're going. Okay, thank you, Ellie. <laughs> we have no idea it. but it's actually this massive Grand Canyon in China. Um, and Good where potatoes we stay, as well. Yeah, that is where we found <laughs> our love for potatoes in China. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Where we stayed, there was, it was like in a hotel and uh, the owner was really, was really nice and he would like drive us to the different places to go and see. Um, and there were, he had children, so there was like, a couple of little girls there, and they were really cute and like interested in us. And I like took some cute pictures of them as well, which were really nice. And like just them going about their daily life, like girls like just walking around these like mountains that are like kind of really dangerous. Like the cars zoom around really quickly. Um, well, to quote Alice the Triplet, imagine if you walked me. out of your house and there was a big cliff there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> um, and then, like, I went for a little walk as well, and I found um, this family is at a farm just on the edge of a cliff, literally. And their wow. uh, grandma was just sitting there, and these two kids were like running around, and then they just run up to me, and then just like looking at me, like so inquisitively, like so, like just who the hell are you? Like what? What? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> And then the grandma was just staring at me as well. And I was just like, I had my phone with me and I just let them take selfies. And they were so amazed because that was literally like in the sticks in China. Like they, I don't even know if they knew what it was like. And there was selfies on my phone. And I was like, this (laughs) is literally like, wow, this is so cool. (laughs) That's a cool thing about like photography and stuff is that it can bring people together. It's very nice. People like to, especially if you're shooting, I mean, not in that case, but like I've been stopped so many times if someone's seen like an old camera I've got that I'm shooting with. And it's just a really nice conversation starter. Especially if it's old people who are like, oh, I used to have a camera like that. It's like, oh. Yeah. But (laughs) what they always do as well, I've got my tripod Mm. up on things. They walk in front of it. I'm like, <laughs> no. it's like, come on, guys! Thank you so much. <laughs> trying to take this shot, and wow, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for your interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe come back in five minutes. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, would you? like take your big camera out or any of your cameras and try and document other places in China that you go to or was like your main focus Chongqing oh no 100% I definitely want to go and see more places um Mm. I think I did shoot on medium format as well so that's on 120 so that's 6x6 film um I shot that I went to Chengdu um and took some photos there which were really cool I went to a tea house um, and that was really, really nice shooting there. Ooh. But one thing, when you're shooting with film, like, you need light. Mm. So, um, and if you, especially if you don't have a tripod, because you have to have use a slower shutter speed to get more light in. If you don't have a tripod, camera shake. Like, it's very, very easy. Yep. Um, and in the tea house, it was really dark, so it was quite difficult. But I got some quite cool ones of, like, smoke... Because they all they all smoke inside still, and like the steam oh. the teapots and stuff, they're really cool actually. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to go and see other places and shoot 100. percent Like the list, honestly, the list is endless of places I want to see in China. So well, just keeps like enough, adding up. So there's lots to yeah. see. Yeah, so much, so much. So there's much. so much. Yeah. Like you think you've like you do a little bit and you're like wow and then you just find like twenty more places and you're like okay I need to go there like I have to go there 
<laughs> and it's one of those list. countries that's so big and it's the, like different parts of the country are like different countries which I always think is super exciting yeah so the landscapes yeah. are so varied like yeah. they've got deserts and canyons and like it's just amazing man <laughs> I've never been to Asia and I think my jealousy is starting to show <laughs> you definitely need to go well i was meant to be in australia right now and i was hoping i could like hop over to asia for a little bit yeah but it's all postponed it will happen don't worry (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely gonna happen yeah has to um so one thing that we're we're wanting to know is if you've got any like little known fun facts about Chongqing. so obviously you look around it with like a photographer's eye is there any kind of like little known um like places cool little things or like something that's just completely different to what you would usually photograph that really kind of caught your eye um oh that's a hard one one thing i really want to get is a drone i think when you're in chongqing you need a drone you need to photograph with a drone i want you to get a drone i want to get a drone (laughs) i fully support you getting a drone like i'm just looking on instagram are like different people's like feeds on Chongqing and I'm like wow like I've seen that I've seen that place a thousand times but with a drone it just it looks insane and because of all the buildings and all the skyscrapers and stuff it is just really insane to look at from above I think that would be the mm-hmm. best thing to you do. need to kind of get on the roof to get like yeah, a full view of the city definitely um but I think when you're in Chongqing it's like what I found most interesting to capture is like the juxtaposition between the old and the new. Um, mm-hmm. I found that so interesting to look at and like, they're still carrying around their fruit on the baskets, like bamboo sticks with baskets either side. And then, but they're walking past this great big skyscraper, like this modern building. And it's that they still have, they still do things in traditional ways. Um, mm-hmm. It's just with a shopping mall in the background or things like that. <laughs> that's fascinating yeah i think that's the main thing to look at when like that's the main thing i think of when i photograph Chongqing is just like the contrast between the old and the new and how it's still there so much Mm -hmm. for now for now if you go there i mean when you see that and it's usually a reflection of like how fast a country's developing but it's amazing because it's really fun to see that they're like growing and changing and evolving but it's nice to see a kind of a hint of where it came from yeah definitely Mm. yeah yeah and it all makes a bit more sense especially if it's not the culture that you're like familiar with or from and then it kind of puts together a little bit more of that puzzle piece like it adds a little bit of an extra element to be like okay like kind of putting it all together in your head making those kind of contextual like taking the contextual clues and like putting it together in a broader scheme because that's what artists do <laughs> yeah 100%. i think you said that really well like that oh, thank you <laughs> like when i've shown like so, when i've like sent pictures back to my family of like Chongqing, they're like what that doesn't look like <laughs> what that does not look like what i what china is like no that's not right like when i first went to so where me and ellie um were working was in a very very new district in Chongqing. And like it's the school we're working in is only like three years old or something, and it's just like yeah, like all of it's like three years old where we are. Yeah, like brand new shopping centres, and you're just like, this isn't what I expected. Like what? And I showed my parents like, oh, so then I just walk across here and I'm in the shopping mall. Like <laughs> I felt like sorry, what? Like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. So. I love that. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about like um, just photography in general. But we, me and Rosie, went to see uh, the Young Man Preston show that was on in Newcastle last year, and so so it, was, it wasn't just Chongqing; it was some like other cities and different places and stuff. And it's just like just huge photos, like especially huge color photos, are such a cool way to try and get a good glimpse into something, especially if they're so detailed, um, yeah. like hers are. Was it the um, forest one? Forest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went yeah. out to see her in Leeds, in Hebden Bridge. She was exhibiting it there oh. before I went to China. I went love Hebden Bridge, yes. Yeah, I went up and spoke oh. to her for her um, just before I moved to Chongqing. And she, like, helped me mm. 
um, she had like some contacts so I could get some film developed and stuff in Chongqing. Oh, oh that's amazing. She I love artists, man. She hadn't, actually, yeah, she hadn't found anyone that she trusted to like develop her films um, in a way that she like was happy with. But she gave me some contacts of people who were in China and then um, like through people, I actually, I did manage to find someone um, to develop my films in Chongqing. So she like gave me that, which was really, really helpful. Um, yeah she's so lovely I love that that's such a nice lesson and a lesson we've talked about this recently in the past couple of episodes like you forget that artists are just like normal real people yeah (laughs) because you're like I mean we all have it I think like I'll idolize some of their work and like their philosophies and their academia and all of this and then like I could actually meet them and like go for a drink and like they're just a person yeah and and if you're interested in it like you you're like interested in their work they would are so more than happy to talk to you about it yeah because they're just sharing they love that you're interested like they can see that you're passionate about it and I think that's really important like just people in the art industry just sharing their knowledge and like helping each other out yeah couldn't yeah couldn't have said it better myself it's all about like it's a community it should be a community we should all hang out and be friends yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. otherwise we're just not going to make much progress are we <laughs> <laughs> especially like in a time like this it's important to kind of like establish or like just help each other like through this time and like try and keep as many space for people to talk like, yeah. and like contact all people communication and just make stay open yeah <laughs> <laughs> Rosie's illustrating with her arms. (laughs) Yeah, arms in the air. Like, I just don't care. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, well, I think we've been recording for about 45 minutes, so I think it's probably about time to wrap it up. Um, Oh, I don't want to. It's so nice. I know. This has been lovely. It's been so nice to talk to you, Harriet. (laughs) It's been so interesting, like, talking about, like, obviously China, which I can kind of, like, help with, but, like, being able to see, like, interact with artists and photographers as well and, like, all of you being able to like vibe about that has been really fun to watch. Oh, <laughs> vibing about that. Yeah, it's been super fun. <laughs> Thanks Hell, for keeping our yeah. Ellie safe in China. <laughs> Sorry? So I was saying thank you, Harriet, for keeping our Ellie safe in China. And, and Ellie kept, um, me, kept me sane. She like together. gave me hugs and like dime bars when I had a shit class, which was <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, we would sit and have a cup of tea and, uh, and watch the British Bake Off with some biscuits oh nice good man you two were just meant to be friends from everything <laughs> i've heard it was so fun it was great it kept i think we definitely kept each other sane like trying to adjust to everything <laughs> i do miss it i I'll do miss back. I, I miss like being chill maybe i would love to like go back to Chongqing and see what it's going to look like in like two years yeah or to just explore more of china in that way yeah oh i'll be back I think even from when we moved there in 2018, like two years, it's, it's already changed a lot. Oh, wow. Like there's yeah. added more lines, like metro lines and things like that, like yeah, expanding yeah. so much. So, yeah, come back in two more years. I'll be there. <laughs> there's a bit... If we're uh, allowed. <laughs> there's like the parts that aren't connected with trains are also like super, super interesting. Like west of Sichuan and then there's like the southwest as well which is just rainforest that like <gasps> you just can't access it's so Ooh. cool China I go <laughs> well I guess I can live vicariously through your Instagram instead of going <laughs> for the time being <laughs> <laughs> the visas are expensive <laughs> and if you um, want to travel all the way to Chongqing without leaving your living room you can check out our Instagram at here what's good oh, where we will go. be showcasing harriet's work perfect oh, yeah. segway queen here and accounted for i know yeah going for me title here rosie <laughs> two for two <laughs> um well a way we like to end episodes harriet is pretty much the way that we started them now we, we used to say something that we're looking forward to doing but since who knows when the world will go back to normal and we can do normal things. It seems a bit unfair to say that. So we're like to just any more recommendations for stuff. Like I've finally, finally gotten around to watching Sex Education on Netflix. And that is a good show. Like I, would I haven't watched it. Recommend I recommend it. Right, is that the one okay. that's like kind of American-y? 
Yeah, it's weird. It's supposed to be set and in the I, UK, but it's and like... And I hate... Yes, and that's why I cannot... That's why I didn't watch it. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch a British show that's set in Britain, but basically American. Well, if you can get past that little fact, it's a good time. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get over it. If it's as good as you say it is. Well, what have you been watching, Rosie? What do you recommend? Oh, I've been watching absolute garbage. So I'm not going to say that that's my good thing. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what it is because it's like do. unreal. I love trash TV. It's very important to me. And I've been watching um, Married at First Sight, but I needed a break from it because it got like really like, I mean, it's about people who get married at first sight. <laughs> it's a lot. So had to take a break from that started watching a show it's one season because it got cancelled and you'll know exactly why when i tell you the premise (laughs) it's called kid nation they take it was from 2007 it's reality tv at its finest they've taken 40 children into the middle of the desert in like the west in america and they've taken them to a ghost frontier town where they leave them (laughs) and they have to live as frontiers for 40 days (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) And it's not in the show, but I did find out after I watched it that they only got fed by the like production team once and on the first <laughs> and on the first night, because kids don't know how to do things, they did the dishes with bleach and a kid had to be taken off to hospital. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. How but, did that get made? But she's one it? of the best reality TV shows I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> that's that <laughs> bloody hell yeah okay so, that sounds amazing <laughs> so i've been watching that and making jewelry and that is my good thing <laughs> that's pretty good amazing <laughs> harriet can you top that <laughs> kids locked in a frontier town for 40 days i mean they're not Drinking bleach. they can go home but like they're just having too much fun <laughs> But they're like, guys, we need to like rebuild this town and prove that kids can do things. <laughs> it's so funny. Bloody hell. They have a little council. It's great. <laughs> There's so many elements to it. They've got they've got to do challenges, which like determines the class system. Fucking hell. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Jeez. If you're going to watch horrifying. bad TV, make it like the worst. Well, that's a good way to look at it. Yep. Goes as bad as you can get. <laughs> yeah. Go hard or go home. And I'm already home. That's true. <laughs> so there's only one direction to go, really. Well. <laughs> and, it's, and it's hard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, stop me talking. Harriet, what's good? What are you looking forward to? Or what have you been watching? Or anything like that? Um... Do you know what you should watch if you haven't? Money Heist. Oh, Money Heist. Have you heard of it? I haven't. I've heard things. I've heard yeah. of it, but yeah. I know nothing. I binge watched it like mad. There's like five, no, there's four seasons, four parts, and it's um, they um, what's the word? Um, okay, so they're taking money from the Bank of Spain, and it's about this massive heist in there, and they do it like twice. And it's ridiculous. Like, it's actually insane. Oh. At, at first, though, I was a bit like, okay, this is a bit far-fetched. Like, I'm, I'm a bit over it. But then, like, a few episodes in, then I got a bit more into it. And I was like, okay, I can't stop watching. Like, wow, <laughs> I can't stop. I, just I can emphasize happy. that because, I mean, I started watching Kid Nation, ironically. And now I'm telling everyone to watch it. So <laughs> maybe I do need to, like remove myself from reality tv and a heist might be the perfect way to do it because heists are always silly oh yeah like I love deep a heist. down they're always silly <laughs> this is a very serious heist I'll, like you've got to know this is a really serious one people are dying they're shooting like it's crazy <laughs> but it's really oh good. my god um and then i was also so i like like crime shows and murder tv and like getting yes. shot, people getting hunted down Yay. so how to get away with murder Ooh. Ooh. Oh, classic yeah, at this like point right up my street yeah so good it's like uh hell she yeah. is a lawyer and she's teaching them so she's teaching her students and she calls her class how to get away with murder and there's so much back of murder it's ridiculous like they're just <laughs> killing people <laughs> and they get away with all of it 
So, I mean, they've passed that's that amazing. class, but yeah, it's the great. title doesn't do it. The title does it justice. How to get away with murder? Yeah. It's yeah. They're my recommendations. Definitely watch those. Ooh, there's some good recs. Well, thank you, Harriet. So amazing. What about you? Got any cool recs? Well, following the crime and murder sort of. Well, maybe more crime. It's not much murder in this one. I, re- I like watched Sour Grapes, so my friend recommended it, and she was like, other friends have liked it, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. It's about wine, sort of w- fake wine, essentially, or like wine that looks old but isn't, and just how they actually do it. I've and I was skeptical. And it is one of the best documentaries ever because there are it's no good guys and only bad guys. Ooh. But it ultimately, it's it's like a it's almost like a Robin Hood because it's like well it's this dude you know the wine market is fake like like it's kind of like the art market in a lot of ways like (laughs) yeah someone just decides that certain wine is worth a lot of money for some reason and then he goes to auction and people spend ridiculous amounts of money so this kid comes in and like has all this fake wine but he's only scamming rich people who spend millions of dollars like dollars on wine so a victimless bad, crime <laughs> but there's no yeah exactly it's truly a victimless crime yeah because like if that's how you want to spend your money you're kind of asking for trouble <laughs> like invest it i don't know do it if you've Honestly, got that yeah. much money to spend on wine you've got too much money <laughs> it's just the way that like people have these wine parties and they're like oh my god it tastes like the birth of my first child yeah. and rewatching it 50 years later and you're like fuck and then, off you and what you did is like it was borderline getting loads of wine sloshing it together and rebottling it nice like that's what he was doing <laughs> mental oh well, wonderful everyone watch it it's a very good documentary well we've got some some good wrecks there amazing thank you so much um if Anyone who's listening has any recommendations or any comments on art or anything like that. Uh, Doesn't have to can... be art, just any recs. <laughs> anything at all. We've got the time to check them out now. Uh, you can check it out <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at HeyOutWhat'sGood. Or we've got a website, HeyOutWhat'sGood.com. Or you can send her an email at HeyOutWhat'sGood at gmail.com. So thank you. thanks again, for Harriet, for coming yeah. on. It was really cool talking to you. Yeah, it was lovely talking to you. Harriet. <laughs> uh, so until next time, uh, bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.